Hi everyone, welcome to Christ Central Stories here at Christ Central Church Fredericton. And um, my name's Joe Crummy, and today I have the honor and privilege of welcoming Bart Bile all the way from Tbilisi, Georgia. And we'll hear more of Bart's story and why he's here. And again, our podcast is just give an opportunity to hear more of the stories of those who are currently at Christ Central, for some who were part of Christ Central and still some connections. And so we're glad that Bart's here today to be able to share. And so Bart, welcome. And I know not everyone would know you and Michelle, PJ, Solange. So why don't we just start, just give maybe a brief overview of kind of like past, which lead, we'll get to the present, uh-huh. and then we'll talk a bit more about the future. So Okay, very existential. <laughs> yes, that's so right. So I am from the Vancouver, British Columbia area, 42 years old, been married to Michelle for 15 years, and we have a 14-year-old boy and an 11-year-old daughter. And... Around so we came here eleven years eleven years. I was ago. trying to remember okay. where it was. Yeah, That's day, right. Yeah. Okay. They were doing the countdown as yes. we were circling above Fredericton. Wow. And we were in Vancouver, and the prices were not as insane as they are now, <laughs> but they were still crazy, crazy yep. in terms of housing prices. Mm-hmm. And we felt like we don't want to spend our entire lives in debt to the bank. Yes. We don't feel strongly that God is calling us here. Mm-hmm. And it felt we were just starting to explore making, making a radical change yep. in our lives, and we were in a tough place, not just economically but relationally as well. Michelle and I were really struggling in our marriage. We had mm-hmm. a lot of personal issues, a lot of brokenness, a lot of struggles that we had. So we came here in 2011, and it was actually a really powerful time for us yeah. being at. Christ Central. That's I think right. It was called the meeting. Place I, we were just we exactly. It was. We were just in transition. That's yeah. correct. Yep. And we were actually only part of this church for eighteen months. Wow. But we extracted so much spiritual benefit <laughs> over that year and a half. It was really amazing. And it didn't. Not all of our problems were fixed, yeah. but it really felt like God used that yeah. to help us turn a corner in our lives. Mm-hmm. And I think there's some truth to the idea that. Just making a big change in one area of your life can yeah. kind of get the ball rolling yep. in other areas. So true. And open you up to different possibilities mm-hmm. about what God might be doing. Yep. And so we came here. We were really welcomed into the bosom of the family. <laughs> we were part of a wonderful small group. Yes. Sebastian and Vinay. That's doing, right. Yes. Like our golden standard of a small group. <laughs> you had, no a, small great, group has ever come you had a great crew in that group. Discipled yeah. and counseled and cared for, and it was a really, really special time in our lives. Our daughter was only a year old when we came. Wow. Our son was that is four. We never really experienced a winter before. Yeah, that's right. The Vancouver yeah. area. Welcome to the East Coast. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a really powerful and special time. It mm-hmm. was very brief because yeah. we got involved with the church plant that's that was right. starting in, in Charlottetown. Charlottetown. After a year and a half, so we moved to the yeah. islands, and I was part of that core leadership yep. team there on the island. And we really felt like after having had so much benefit here in, in Fredericton, mm-hmm. we wanted to like do something ourselves <laughs> to replicate it and not just be people who were receiving yep. and sucking ministry from other people and just being takers, but we wanted to give something oh, that's great. as well. Yeah. So it was quite the adventure in Charlottetown, yep. and there were certainly struggles there with yep. the church plant, but we made some really close friendships during mm-hmm. that time. And the island is just such a lovely, beautiful <laughs> place. 
And the first summer we went to a different beach every weekend, and they were just deserted red sands. Oh, welcome to Prince really, Edward Island in the I summer. Know, yep. I know. And it really grabbed our hearts, mm-hmm. especially Michelle's yep. heart. When we were in Fredericton, I was working for Radiant 6. I was doing social media, like content mm-hmm. marketing and doing writing and stuff. And through that, God really implanted this business idea yeah. into my mind. And I began this business where I was taking out of copyright, out of print books with some digital magic, yep. turning them into ebooks and selling them on the Amazon Kindle yes. store and Apple Books and Google Play and stuff. And basically, I was a machine turning Tim Hortons coffee into ebooks. <laughs> all I was doing like crazy for. I remember that <laughs> for um, a few years. Yeah, I was just working like a maniac. Yeah, and. It was like God gave me one idea and then I executed it 1,500 times in mm-hmm. a row to create this business. And then I, I hit a wall with the business. And after working so hard, I just, the drive yeah. just wasn't there, there anymore. Mm-hmm. I think there's something with business where it can almost be like a cancer that just wants to grow and grow and grow and you feel like you need to keep on feeding mm-hmm. it. But in my case, I f- really felt like this was a gift from God that was only supposed to grow this much yep. to support our family and free us up to do something, something else. else. It was a bridge or yep. a stepping stone to something yep. else, but we weren't clear what that was going to be. Mm-hmm. And we were also trying to be good stewards with the business. Mm-hmm. And after three years in Charlottetown, we started wondering if it was time to move on to something else. Yep. And I was looking at... Uh, different countries because I, I remember was no that like tied to a place that's right you could business you could kind of live anywhere so we had mm-hmm. this crazy amount of freedom and also an overwhelming array of choices that was almost paralyzing yeah but I was doing my research looking for a place where I could pay you know minimal taxes and yeah. get the maximum amount of our business that was going to be a good place for a family and I, would, I built this very complex Google Sheet spreadsheet <laughs> with all sorts of inputs and formulas. And then, ching, at the end, it was like Georgia. We uh-huh. need to move to Georgia. And just to clarify, not USA, Georgia. Right. Right. So and just well, help us out with yes. geography. Help us out where Georgia is located. Well, we basically had the same question. <laughs> like I had this idea. It's, it's a former Soviet republic. It's yeah. out. Is it like near Mongolia or like... Somewhere. It Somewhere out there. It sounds so lud- ludicrous and crazy when I raised this idea with Michelle. <laughs> yeah. And so we began to learn about Georgia. And there is, honestly, at that time, there was very little online uh, yeah. country. It was wrapped in, in mystery. But Georgia is a fascinating place because it's a tiny little country, roughly the size of New Brunswick, I think. Yeah. Four million people. And it's by the Black Sea, just south of Russia. It borders Turkey and Azerbaijan and Armenia, just south of the Caucasus mountain range. And the capital is Tbilisi, and it's about a million and a half people. And Georgia was the world's second oldest, it's the world's second oldest Christian country, going all the way back to the 300s. Wow. Like 700 years before the Russians came to Christ. Wow. The Georgians did. I didn't realize that part. Yeah. 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 And I'll get into that story okay, yep. a little bit more if we have time. Yeah, no, that's right. That'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we sort of researched yep. what we could online, and then we packed up our eight suitcases and our Labrador Retriever, which was the hardest part of the whole journey. And um, six years ago this month, yep. we 
drove to Halifax, got on a plane to Frankfurt, and began this crazy journey. Yeah. Never having visited Georgia, never having met a Georgian in our life. <laughs> and it it sounds like a huge act of faith. It was actually really dumb. I would not advise this for anyone. And We'll come back to a few things yeah, there. <laughs> it was, and it was hard on my wife and hard on my yeah. family. And we would do things much differently yes. going back. Yeah. But there's some redemption in there. So we showed up at the airport at 3.30 in the morning with all this stuff. Like, whoa, where, where what are, is this place? Wow. Where are we? Well, Bart, let me stop you there. Yeah. I'm going to come back to a couple things, uh-huh. and then we'll pick up that story okay. again. So what I think is helpful, Bart, so one of the things we've been talking about even just recently again is for us feeling like as a church here, a local church, um, of really being an Antioch, like an Antioch church. Mm-hmm. So many churches in the Bible and one of them was based out of Antioch and really uh, a church that received people for different seasons, sent them out, sent people out. They came back and a lot of coming and going, training, releasing, um, and just that ebb and flow of people coming and going, which your family fits yeah. that yeah. perfect. So I appreciate your honesty in saying, hey, even though we were only here a short time, Um, it had an impact because what we say to people, we have people coming from university, military, jobs, or something like five weeks, five months, five years. But we've always said to people, hey, while you're here, get connected. You know, you never know what God might want to do in those, whether it's 18 months, which seemed like five years. I mean, Mm. I can't believe it was only 18 months because God did so much. And then, um, so just to say that's a really encouraging thing. And then what people might not know as well is, um, you did have one step before going to Georgia, because I know in the summer of 2014, our family moved to Charlottetown yeah. to help the church. We actually stayed in your house for the whole month of July while you were away. So where were you then? Because I know that was one part of you um, exploring. Uh, I just think it's a key thing, because as much as you said maybe you would do things differently, um, you were already in your heart looking at maybe somewhere else. So can you just briefly, where did you go that summer and i just to say that was another stepping stone i think as well that's right and the thing is once you make one big change it starts a whole series of of explorations and curiosities awakening yeah michelle and i we had it was our seventh anniversary and you know they say that if you can make it past seven years you can basically relax you don't have to do any more work in the marriage right but it's it's like a who says that no that's what i've been doing that's right (laughs) um and we like ah like our early years of our marriage were so mm, difficult and painful yes. and we made it to this milestone yeah. and we drove down to Northern Virginia where Michelle's parents are, dropped yeah. off the kids and we got on a plane to Europe. And our trip focused on two places, Northern Ireland and the former Yugoslavia. These historic yes. conflict zones. Yeah, I could which say. really felt like it was it was speaking something into into our marriage. Um, and we just loved being in Europe and the history there, and especially being in places where there's multiple cultures yes. coming together, there's yep. certain funnels yep. where different people groups come, and there's something really beautiful that happens yep. when God brings people together like that, or really terrible. Yeah, horrible I agree. Yeah, yep. yeah. So that's right, and that yep. that um, that kind of stirred something in us. That's right. I think that's just another good piece of the puzzle, just to add in. All right. So, Vancouver, Fredericton, Charlottetown, now you land in Georgia. Georgia. (laughs) So again, pick up some of that story and then maybe just help make the connection of how do we get reconnected 
as right. well and right. leading to you even being back here. We'll get to that. So Yeah. Can mm-hmm. I say something about yeah, you something go ahead. you mentioned earlier about people coming to Christ Central and then yeah. being launched somewhere else. When you said that, I felt like God gave me a picture of one of those like kids' racetracks yes. where you, you, you start the car and then... There's the car is moving and then it loses momentum and then it hits at a little place in the track. Yeah, and it, boom. It, and then it I, fires I remember those, yeah. And I felt like God just gave me that picture. Wow. Maybe that's what something this church is called to be doing to take people who are coming here and then yeah. Poof, yeah. sending them off to the next thing, oh. which is certainly what happened for us. Look, all right, we've had that repeated many, many times. Yeah. And I was just sharing the other day and I say it like, honestly, it it's such a bittersweet thing uh, because. Yeah. The joy and the privilege of meeting people from all around the world who come for a season and building those friendships and it's so rich and so wonderful. But honestly, it's so it's hard mm. when people leave. Yeah. And it's sad and it's sometimes a grieving. And even though we know it's part of God's plan and all that, and I was just sharing more and more, like you realize, and this is just the brutal honesty, like, you know, there's this expectation and pressure, real or perceived, to grow a big church, mm. to be yeah. successful. Yeah. And we're just learning and being okay with that God's definition of success mm. is different metrics. No, I'm not saying churches can't grow. And we want to see growth and we want to see people saved and that, all of those things. So, But we also realize, at least for us as a local church, it is just owning and being okay with that. I think we're going to be uh, one of those churches that, Hopefully we grow here locally as well, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But it, it is going to be people coming and going, sending them out, and we have to be okay with that and actually celebrate that. And now we have friends all around the world, <laughs> yeah, that's right. and our goal is to have better disciples after their time with us that yeah. wherever they go, they're going to be a blessing wherever they land. Yeah. And so that's our heart, and that's why I think it's just great to interview you. And one of the reasons I want you just to share your story is you're, you're living proof of just a small time here, but God knit us together. And then back to you. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that picture. That's really helpful. Yeah, yeah. But Georgia and then some other more unexpected things took place. Yeah, because <laughs> we didn't go there in the super spiritual mindset, to be honest. It was yeah. calculating and it was using financial, um, you know, our business and stuff, yeah. which is... You know, not a yeah, bad no, thing, that's but, right, exactly. Yeah, but we didn't go there. But you didn't hear like the audible voice of God saying, "Go to right. Georgia." Yeah, <laughs> right. And I feel like, as I feel like as Christians mature, God wants us to use wisdom and judgment, and sometimes we want to sh- we want to flip to the back of the book and get yes. the answer. Yeah, God yeah. Just tell me what to do. Yeah, and God's sometimes saying, "Well, you're not a kid anymore." Mm-hmm. Like. My spirit is within you. Yep. You have wisdom and judgment, and yep. you now weigh these things yep. and learn how to make a decision yourself yes. with God's yep. trust in God is yep. guiding you. <laughs> Easier said than done, but I'm yes. agreeing. Yep, yep, yeah, yep. That's what we're figuring out. Yep. So we <laughs> arrived there, and we got plugged into the church there right away, TICF, Tbilisi yes. International Christian Fellowship. Yep. A bit of a mouthful. Yeah, but no, it's, yeah. And one of the important values we learned we had learned along the way in our Christian journey was to like get plugged into a yes. local church, have relationships, um, because being overseas can be a really lonely That's... experience. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stresses. You feel really alienated from mm-hmm. people around you. 
there's this initial honeymoon period where yeah. oh, everything's awesome. And then after a few months, everything's terrible. Why do they do this? Why can't they do things the right way? Why can't they be like me? <laughs> and there are a lot, honestly, there are a lot of expats in Georgia mm-hmm. who come and they're single and they're working for a company or an NGO and they just, all they can really do is drink. Yeah. To be honest. Yes. It, it can be really tough for people. Yeah. So we got plugged into the church. Yeah. Good for you. From mm-hmm. the get-go. And... I remember when we came, the pastor, David Chan, was preaching through the Apostles' Creed. Mm-hmm. And I thought, that's brilliant, because here's this church of people yeah. from all over the world, world. Yeah. and from all these different Christian traditions, yeah. and let's focus on like yeah. the essential yeah. core that we share as Christians, which mm-hmm. is a great deal. Mm-hmm. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. And when you're in a city like Tbilisi, which doesn't have the smorgasbord of 10, 20, 30 yes. churches you can go and select yep. from to suit your own personal taste yep. and preference. Yeah, that's a whole different context. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually have to worship with Christians <laughs> that like we all are kind of forced to get together. And I think that's actually a really healthy thing, thing yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Um, because the church... I passionately believe is a place where we gather around Christ and Christ mm. alone. Yeah. Not around our preferences, not around yeah. our ethnicity, not around our language, not even around our Christian tradition mm. or our unique distinctives mm-hmm. that we think makes us special mm-hmm. to other Christians, around worshiping Jesus. Jesus. And I really feel, especially in this time, yeah. there are so many barriers between people. There are so much hatred, fear, suspicion, literal walls yep. and fences being yep. built. And I feel like the church, and our church in particular, should be like the one place in the city where people yeah. go and think, what on earth are all these people <laughs> yeah, doing That's together? right. <laughs> what an eclectic bunch. Yeah. yeah. Like random group of people who literally have nothing in common oh. except for Christ Jesus. Yeah. And when the Spirit is actually moving, those walls get taken yeah. down don't they and they that's do pentecost that's yeah it is that is that's exactly and it. it's really cool and exciting to be part of that kind of church it's yeah. also a humongous pain in the neck yeah because it's hard enough to have a relationship <laughs> between like a normal canadian <laughs> let alone all these weird people from other countries <laughs> and that's where the hard work of following christ comes in absolutely no yeah. and then how did things evolve as far as leadership yeah so and... i was involved just helping out with some preaching and stuff and then our pastor at the time mm-hmm. moved on to other things and I was asked to be the interim pastor to kind of hold the fort yeah. while the pastoral search committee went to yes. work and I thought great I always had this curiosity about about pastoral ministry I've been working on my master's degree for many years I finally graduated I was going to say congratulations that. yes that's right and I was like ah now I can like yeah. experiment on yep. this church but it's for a limited that's time that's good to say that's, just get like, that's a nice window of just yeah I mm-hmm. get a tasting platter mm-hmm. and and then back off from me or them then that's no right harm. like how much damage can I actually do in in three months <laughs> and in that process I began to feel along with Michelle like God mm-hmm. was calling me to be the permanent mm-hmm guy now you have to understand with our church no pastor has ever served for longer than three years wow one guy showed up he was hired as the pastor came from the states and 
him and his wife just freaked out and they moved back after two or three two or three weeks. So the church yeah. has had a lot of a lot, a lot of turnover of, yes. in leadership and a lot a lack of continuity. Mm-hmm. My situation was different because I was not coming as some guy who found a found a posting online yeah. and filled out a resume. I was part of this. You were already there. That's right. right. Mm-hmm. I was just Bart. Yep. Part of this church. I'm loving these new brothers yep. and sisters and feeling like, hey, God's God's given me some giftings and some aptitude yep. and a sense of desire. Yeah. And honestly, I think I'm the best person to be doing this. Yeah. Judging myself with sober judgment. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. And, and no, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I became... I was hired on uh, three and a half years ago. So I'm already the longest serving Hi. pastor. <laughs> well you. done. Mm-hmm. And um, the church has been incredibly gracious with me because honestly, I don't really know what I'm doing. Um, Most of us don't. That's right. Um, but it's been a real learning process, but mm-hmm. a really joyful thing Yeah. as well. So when I started, um, it was tough because mm-hmm. when I was doing the interim period, I would say about a month into that, there was a family who were not part of our church, but very close to yeah. a lot of people in our church. They were missionaries uh, serving people in Azerbaijan, yes. a husband and a wife and their child. And they, were, they went for a hike in the mountains and then they were murdered by yes. their guide. Like yes. all three of it was really horrific. I remember and, that, yes. And really devastating for a lot of people. And that was a wake-up call to me mm-hmm. because I'm a very bookish person mm-hmm. and the idea of spending the week reading books and then emerging into the pulpit for my word from God, God sounded amazing, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it was like God was saying to me, mm-hmm. are you sure this is what you want? Yeah. To care for people and to express the love of God to people going through horrific things. Do you really have the heart? Wow. Do you really have the heart for this? So this whole process for me has been one of intense personal growth, I would say. Learning to be a more vulnerable person, learning to be more emotionally open to others, Mm -hmm. learning to be genuinely pastoral and really caring for the sheep. And I feel, Joe, like you've been a great model Mm. of that for me. And if I can just like take 10% of of what God, the anointing that you have and bless my people Mm. with that, they would be really well cared for. Right. So that's kind yeah. of that. No, that's really helpful. It really summarizes a lot of different things. And maybe um, just with a few minutes um, left, maybe just again, our connection through that. Yeah. And then maybe just a bit of a flavor of what your church is like. Because again, we wouldn't know. Yeah. And I know, I mean, we could go hours on that. But I think it'd be just helpful, just a little slice of what church is um, like. That would be helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it's hard to count people with COVID. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, well, let's say around. Uh, I'm thinking more the different the, the the variety of yeah. nationalities and cultures Crazy all blending variety. together. That would be more what I was thinking. A lot of churches struggle with diversity, 
we are an unusual church. We, we struggle with diversity. Mm-hmm. We do too in the opposite way. Yes, yeah. Because we are an unusual church in that we are far more diverse than the city around us. Yes. Because we're international. We have um, our administrator's Georgian, and that's pretty much the only one. Like everyone is a foreigner and a sojourner and a wanderer. Mm. So we have we have quite a few Indian students. Yes. They're all medical students. We have about 30 of those from India. Yeah. And, and the Gulf states. We have Koreans, we have Russians, Ukrainians, yes. Belarusians now, cool. we have Iranians, Jordanians, South Africans, Nigerians, wow. Germans, Brits, Brazilians, Americans, Can- a few Canadians, yeah. small number of Canadians, <laughs> yeah. and Ethiopians. I know there's more, I'm familiar. Yeah, so no, this... I remember all the different ones. Yeah, Oof. yeah. Amazing. Um, so that's exciting. Like it's yeah. a, it's a sign of the kingdom yes. and it's a foretaste of the heavenly yes. worship yeah. that God has actually designed the church, not to be a monolithic vanilla mm-hmm. flavor, but for all these diverse people to express with their own tongues yes. the worship that Jesus deserves Yeah, because his glory is so awesome that it cannot be expressed <laughs> just by one language. <laughs> well said. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And we all have a part to contribute. Yeah. Even us Canadians, who are not quite as vanilla as we imagine ourselves to be and are quite exotic from the perspective of people from the other side of the world, right? Yeah. Um, So that's really cool, I think. And then people from different Christian traditions Mm -hmm. as well coming together. So we have so much diversity. My challenge as the lone pastor is to like hold all that together around Jesus. So I don't have an eldership team. And we have so much transition Mm -hmm. to the train station by the time that... Someone comes in, and I've measured the character. Yeah, exactly. To go, go, yeah. And I'm also like really disconnected because I'm mm-hmm. thousands of miles away from yeah. like-minded people. So I'm just off yeah. in my own little corner doing my thing. Um, and that's not healthy for yeah. me or the church. Mm-hmm. And I told TICF from the pulpit, yes. I'm the most dangerous man in this congregation. Pray for me. I need. Mm-hmm. I need other people speaking yeah. to my life, and I need to be pastors yes. and cared for. Yeah. So it was maybe a couple years ago. It was, I'm yeah. To, no, it was, bef- was it before COVID? But it was a few years It was years before ago. COVID. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I reached out to you. Yes. Just to start like mm-hmm. having some conversations and running things by you and feeling like there was someone holding the other end of the room. Yeah. Yeah. For me. No. Yeah. And then we were able, which was an honor and a privilege. But I mean, it was so good to reconnect and. Again, technology is wonderful in that way of us being able to video chat. And then we were actually, just before COVID hit, we were able to connect for a couple of days in England, even though you were sick, (laughs) Um, which was wonderful to actually be in person um, together again, which was a great time um, together. And then for you to be able to be here in Fredericton, even just for a few days. And, you know, we want to pour into you and Michelle as well. So we're going to be praying with you and everything. And Thank you for speaking. Um, and then we've tried to get you somewhat connected to some of the other New Frontiers, our wider family of churches yeah. in that neck of the woods as well, just so you're not alone. And trying to build those relationships as well has been good. Yeah. It has. And it's amazing what New Frontiers is doing all over the world, in Europe, in the Middle East, in Russia, mm-hmm. and Ukraine. People are doing incredible pioneering work. Yes. 
difficult difficult situ- situations yep. with limited resources yep. but filled with the joy of yeah. the Holy Ghost and just Oof. And it it's is very amazing. provoking. It is. And it's very encouraging. Yes, it is. Well. I agree. Yeah. All right. We got maybe one or two minutes left. Right. Anything regarding the the future? Like anything we can be praying for you, for the church? And then I'll maybe get you just to end by praying for us, if you yeah. wouldn't mind. Mm-hmm. Well, we definitely are praying for God to raise up leaders. Yes. Um, and try, we're, we're like a church. It's like building a sandcastle on the beach and the wave comes <laughs> no. and sweeps it away. Because your turnover of population, what'd you say? Yeah, like, what are you th- complaining about? I know, I'm going to say. <laughs> People, from, it's a train Like station. from three and a half years ago yeah. till now. I would say half the church has been there for less than a year. Yeah, incredible. Yeah. Incredible. So, but we're trying. We, like, so we yeah, so we need some, we need some other some leaders. leaders. We want, we need team. Yeah. That mm-hmm. is, that's the biggest yes. thing. Yes, yeah, for, yeah. For us. Okay. We'll definitely yeah. be praying into that. So, Bart, it's been so great. Yeah. Great to hear your story. And I know we're all going to benefit from it. And so good to make those connections and with Michelle. And if you wouldn't mind, we'd just love for you to pray for us selfishly yeah, sure. <laughs> as a church. And uh, we'd really love that. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, let's pray. Yes. Loving Heavenly Father, mm-hmm. you are the God of the yes, whole earth. God. And mm-hmm. we rejoice that your kingdom and the activity of your Holy Spirit and the reign of Christ is not limited to one small city, whether it's Tbilisi or whether it's Fredericton, mm-hmm. there are awesome things going on around us. Yes. And Lord, I pray for this church. I pray that all the blessing we have received from it, Michelle and myself and our children, would be multiplied a uh, hundredfold because there are, there's so much work to be done for your kingdom. Lord. Yes. So many people who need to hear the gospel of Christ, so many people who need to be set free yes. and launched on whatever mission you were calling them to do. Mm-hmm. Lord, we're all so small and we're all yes. so helpless, but we have a great God. Yes, we do. We pray that you would manifest your awesome power yes. and your glorious grace through us, O oh Lord. Yes. Anoint our lips. Yes. Pour your spirit upon our yes. lives. Yes. And may the glory of Jesus radiate from our churches. Yes. In Christ's name amen. we pray. Amen. Amen. We say yes and amen. All right, once again, Bart, thank you so much. Thank you for listening. Hope you've been encouraged by Bart and both, you know, just that connection here as a local church, but to the nations and what God's doing in and through them in Georgia. And so a big to be continued. Yes. yes. All right. Thanks, everyone. 